The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. Morning and welcome to Fresh Start Friday with Cockadoodledoo <laughs> and Bunny Rabbit. <laughs> and that just leaves you, Grant. Uh, and Grant. Yeah. <laughs> Grant's the serious one. Oh, no, I am a bit this morning. Hey, look, um, thanks for um, your company this morning on Fresh Start Friday. What a great day. It's uh, Snotty Beans Day. For those who don't know what Snotty Beans Day is. What is it? No idea. <laughs> Snotty Beans Day. Well, Ooh. it's it's a... Um, it's in it's, it's instead of um, this whole Black Friday, Friday the thirteenth kind of um, oh, yeah. stuff. Um, we um, we in the McGillicuddy's uh, McGillicuddy's um, Highland Army tribe uh, clan <laughs> um, renamed it Snotty Beans Day, and it's a bit day when you give um, presents um, as. Uh, 
Um, presents that are kind of a little bit unusual. Things mm. like, um, you know, give somebody an egg on a spoon, ah. you know, or something that, you know, um, that, that might be kind of useless, um, you know, a used tissue. Maybe not, but um, a something something that's kind of um, not particularly practical. Um, <laughs> a piece of very unusual, um, you know, find a book of, of of old music or something and rip the pages out and go and give them all to mm. different people. Um, something that you know you know people can't play or something you know, fun. Something fun and silly. Yeah. You know, it's about being silly, and we call it Snotty Beans Day. Oh, it sounds like <laughs> a lovely bit of uh, street theatre. Well, I can't put my flapjack up then because I intend to eat it so. yeah you can't do that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's that's snotty beans day so happy snotty snotty beans day everybody yes you know. happy snotty beans day <laughs> <laughs> and um happy snotty beans day to everybody listening to it this morning um, including you Bo. and um yeah what a great show we've got lined up today uh about uh it's almost the uh uh, year of the rabbit. We've had the year of the dragon. Uh, the year of the tiger. Sorry, the last yeah. last year has been the year of the twenty second. Did you say? Which could be um, mistaken for a, a dragon. Yeah, twenty second. Yeah, but no, definitely a tiger. Um, mm. Hunt hunter hunter huntress mm. and um, stripy nasty thing with big sharp teeth. So uh, and now we've got a now we've got the year of the rabbit. Rabbit. So it's the Chinese New Year year mm. of the rabbit starting twenty second of January. Yeah, and uh, of course the rabbit of of course in, in Chinese mythology. Well, you know, I can only keep thinking of the of the um, the rabbit in the Monty Python movie, the Holy Grail, the the evil the killer rabbit. The killer rabbit. Oh. You know, and that that, that and it's like well, it might be a worse year than the, you know, the fluffy little bunny doesn't hey, doesn't actually. Um, I, I reckon we've all got got our own kind of rabbit hero out there. I think for me, mine is definitely Alice in Wonderland. Oh yeah, um, the white, the white rabbit. rabbit. Yeah. So mm. just. Um, put up on our Facebook page if you've got a favourite um, kind of rabbit um, theme hero yeah. heroine yeah. Right, right. I think Bugs Bunny is yours isn't it Carl? Well it, it would have been until Hannah mentioned the white rabbit <laughs> I know it comes through so strongly and though. the March Hare of course who's oh. a sort of variation of a rabbit absolutely <clears throat> yeah yeah definitely so that's and then and then then to top it all off <laughs> we've got a bit more animally themey kind of things we've got um noel bajant coming in around uh 10 to 8 and he's going to be telling us all about the amp show coming up this this uh next next saturday not this saturday but next the 21st and um i'm going to quiz him on the on the history <laughs> <laughs> so i hope you're ready noel and the food and the, yeah <laughs> <laughs> sounds amazing and um then, then a little bit after that, around quarter past or so, um, we've got Cynthia McConaughey coming in, and she is coming to talk to us about uh, quad bites on beaches, squashing birds, which has happened, and um, we we need to sort of um, sort of sober up and talk about that. Yeah, and then um, there'll be an opportunity. To, yeah, so um, I don't often get my grumpy face out, but I have it. You do have it. Yeah. That. Oh, I've got my cry Not eyes on. snotty beans day. <laughs> and other it's than that... Snotty tissues for everyone. We're going to start with the weather. So, here we go with the weather. Blenheim today from your Met Service, um, from the Met Service in Blenheim. Uh, today you have mostly cloudy morning with an evening, but afternoon fine breaks with light winds and afternoon east 
Delis, 20 degrees. Saturday is cloud clearing and becoming fine during the morning. Easterly breezes. And Sunday is fine with easterly breezes. Um, and Monday is fine with easterlies. Without, so you said it's more without than the breezes. A breeze. Yeah, without the breezes. <laughs> more or less than a breeze. <laughs> yes, it's a cool word. I like breezes. 26 on Monday. Goodness yeah, 26. Me. So it's not, yeah. Lovely. Um, so <laughs> on uh, Nelson, and uh, good morning to you. Mostly cloudy with light winds in the afternoon. Normally is uh, um, 20 degrees today in Nelson. Uh, Saturday's fine. Light winds in the afternoon, sea breezes. Sunday's fine with northerly breezes. Monday's fine with northerly breezes. That's Nelson. Pretty simple and straightforward. So it's going to be a fine weekend. Motueka, mostly cloudy, light winds. Afternoon, northerly is today with 21 degrees then fine with light winds fine with light winds and fine with light winds for Saturday, Sunday and Monday that's just a kind of easy one to just you know it's like old fashioned weather yep. it was settled for about a week <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't remember that far back Carl you must be old um, and today in Takakaka cloudy isolated showers developing inland from afternoon light winds but easterlies for golden bay 18 degrees sad day is mainly fine isolated showers around the ranges light winds but easterlies at times in golden bay sunday's partly cloudy few showers in the afternoon and evening light winds monday's fine then a few showers developing in the afternoon light winds and sea breezes leaving it there mm-hmm. and uh that's the weather for today. Oh, I haven't got a place. I haven't got a place. What was the place? Where are we going today? I haven't. Didn't Down even, the rabbit hole. Um, oh, rewalker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, somewhere well out, out, out of our district. Just Why, close your eyes and close. Waipukarau. Sounds good. If you're going to Waipukarau today, Houghton, the Hawke's Bay regional um, region. Um, I'm guessing lovely weather. Mostly cloudy, actually. Oh, Isolated okay. showers over Apologies. the Wairoa district, extending elsewhere in the morning. Southerlies easing this evening, and Saturday's cloudy with showers. And Sunday's isolated showers, and partly cloudy by evening. Southerlies easing in the evening, and um, that's Waipukarau. So if you're in a, if you're in Waipukarau in the Hawkes Bay region today, that's your weather. Or if you don't like uh, southerlies, you can come then, down here and enjoy our easterlies. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what was weird this week was those southeasterlies that were coming through. They were so warm. They were so much like northwesters. Yeah. And it was just not right. It was just weird. It just didn't feel like it should have been. Did you think it was strange, Carl? Well, um, now that Grant mention, mentions it, uh, warm southeasterlies, how can that be good? Because where are they coming from? The yes. Antarctic. Mm, there you go so remember folks that it's actually snotty beans day today and for the rest of you you manic depressants can keep pretending it's Friday the 13th (laughs) good call thank you Carl okay so for you Hannah Yes. Because uh, you were mentioning White Wabbit. White Wabbit. Yeah, here's Jeff's airplane, of course. We're just going to play probably the most popular rabbit song. <laughs> and just we can one, one time, yes, yes. I just need to say, Whittle White Wabbit. <laughs>
Always too short. <laughs> it's <laughs> it just so good. Kept, it could have kept going. I always thought it was you know, too short. Yeah, but it's, I think that makes it sort of what you know. You're always wanting for more, and yeah. maybe that's that's part of the secret of that song. I think that that nice. is, as you alluded to before, off air. That's a hugely famous and popular song, White River. Yeah, yep. just mm-hmm. because of its connotations. Exactly. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, go Alice in Wonderland, but we're not focusing on that. We're fo- only focusing on Wabbit. Little white man. Yes. So, <laughs> here's my here's my little bit that you kind of um, you alluded to earlier when you said something. What did you say just before that song? Wabbit one, Wabbit. Uh, Whittle white Wabbit. So I white Wabbit. I'm going to say one Wabbit one. It's Flanagan and Allen. Friday on the farm is rabbit pie day. So every Friday that ever comes along, I get up early and sing this little song. Run, rabbit, run, rabbit, run, run, run. Run, rabbit, run, rabbit, run, run, run. Bang, 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 bang goes the farmer's gun. Run, rabbit, run, rabbit, run, 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 rabbit, run, rabbit, run, run, run. Don't give the farmer his fun, fun, fun. He'll get by without his rabbit pie. So run, rabbit, run, rabbit, run. Run, 
Run, rabbit, run, rabbit, run, 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 rabbit, run, rabbit, run, run, run. Bang, 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 bang goes the farmer's gun. Run, rabbit, run, rabbit, run, 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 rabbit, run, rabbit, run, run, run. Don't give the farmer his fun, fun, fun. He'll get by without his rabbit pie. So run, rabbit, run, rabbit, run, run, run. One rabbit, one, one rabbit, one. Yes. <laughs> one away from the gun rabbit. That was Flanagan and Alan. And um, you pointed out beautifully uh, earlier that that was the guy who sang the theme song to Dad's Army. Yeah, which I don't know the, the, I don't know what the song's called, but be, no. who do you think you were kidding, kidding Mr. Hitler? you think, how England. He didn't know, it wasn't him, it was Noel Coward also, who, who, who's, similar, who's a similar oh, sounding. Okay. And he did... He did um, Oh, Mad Dogs and Englishmen Go Out in the Mid-Death Oh, song. yeah, yeah, I remember that song. Yeah. Which was also Joe Cocker's, there was a Joe Cocker album, Mad Dogs and Englishmen. That's right, yeah. Great album. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, look, it's uh, 24 minutes past seven, and it's time for some... Uh, <sighs> by the way, we are sponsored by the GB Weekly, the amazing newspaper that uh, covers everything in Golden Bay. Kyoto GB. Um, especially things like the um, show. There's a fantastic feature about the history of the show, which I'm going to be quizzing um, Noel on later and see how well he knows it, seeing he's the chair. <laughs> Sorry, Noel. <laughs> There's a really unusual tale about a dog on Christmas tale, um, but which is a little bit sad, a little bit heart heartwarming. I wanted just to focus on the, oh, the, on rainfall. the rainfall figures for 2022. Um, rainfall days, 144. Wettest, um, the wettest day was the 17th of August with 93 millimetres. Wettest wow. February in 42 years with 95% of the rain falling by the 12th of February. Average rainfall was uh, last 41 years. But the average rainfall for the last 41 years is uh, 1,598 millimetres. It's the third wettest year since 2004. The heaviest fall, oh no, that's, oh, that's for all the different ones, right. So um, <clears throat> it looks to me like the heaviest rainfall was Hamama this last year. Ha Hamama had 4.1 metres of rain. 4.1 metres of rain in Hamama for the whole year. And um, the uh, driest month, uh, yeah, um, the wettest month was August for Hamama with a metre of rain in Hamama. I always thought Bainham was bigger, but Bainham slash, mm. it, didn't, it didn't come, it only was 3.9, so it was a little bit less. But look at um, your, your hometown, Puramahoy, third. I know, 3.8 <laughs> metres. 3.8 metres of rain, you'd pretty drown in that, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> and good thing it doesn't fall all at once. I wonder how much it weighs when it all, everything's fallen down on the ground, how much that would actually weigh. That'd yeah. be quite a, quite a big weight. Some fantastic figures. Let's really appreciate the, um, the stats in here of um, the different rain uh, falls for the, um, for the uh, year. It's always good to see um, these coming through. See um, that... Um 
the heaviest forming a lake 1.5 metres deep towards the end of Hamama Road on August the whatever it was. Yeah, where your cursor is now. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, crazy, absolutely crazy. Yep, so that's that's one of the good things about, you know, one of the many good things about the weekly. It does give us interesting facts and figures like that. Um, yeah. And the other thing I wanted to just um, say, there was a good, there's a good article about the TDC annual report that came out just before um, Christmas, and uh, it's worth reading. There's lots of figures, if you can be bothered and follow all the figures. Um, the council's doing not too badly, actually, uh, better than I thought. Um, and, uh, yeah, financially, it's okay. We're not in, as carrying as much debt as we might have, might have thought, um, even with a dam. <laughs> and... Um, and we're, there's a really good article about baby boom, uh, sorry, bay booms over summer. <laughs> baby boomers. Probably was in some Probably of those motor camps. It was a Freudian slip ground. Lots of happy folks out there. Honest. Oh, there's a baby. <laughs> it's just because there's a baby on the front <laughs> cover. It's bay booms. And it was like baby, yeah, anyway, I just kind of got, you know, Anyway, it's all about the um, everything being full to the gunnels and uh, across the spectrum, campgrounds, motels, lodges, luxury villas, everything was full. Um, and even though it wasn't ideal conditions and um, lots more foreign visitors, um, and especially Dutch Island. and Germans from North Island too. Yes, I, we, I, I, can, I can assure you that that is the truth. Um, and... Uh, yeah, it's pretty much uh, um, what's been going on in the bay. That's enough of what's going on in the bay. There's um, no regional wabbit wound up. No, no. Have they cancelled that? Hey, here's one for you, Carl. What's up, Doc? This, folks, is a Warner Brothers television production. The Bugs Bunny Show. Probably should have started with that one, eh? <laughs> yeah. I remember my sister and I used to race inside on a Sunday night at five o'clock for Disneyland or whatever it was called. Yeah, yeah, kids. Yeah. The Disney show. And sit down and, and if it wasn't a cartoon, just instantly get up and leave again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that I think I had because that Because otherwise too. it was those stupid ones about, you know, some little kid in the woods in Canada who befriended yeah. a bear. And they were lovely little stories, but they weren't cartoons, were they? Yeah, I relate. I think I was only interested in Bugs Bunny when I was young. Yeah, they were definitely the better Panther. than the Disney stuff. Ooh, I used to true. love the Pink Panther. Yeah, we have Man to do a whole Man show. <gasps> Let's do a show on cartoons. My, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. My little nephew, he's mm. five. Um, he loves Pink Panther, so it's obviously got a resurgence. Ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. Here's, uh, here's, here's another song about running rabbits. This is called Run Little Rabbit. This is Cab Calloway and his orchestra from the album Minnie the Moocher. 
Again, um, and yeah, I like I like old Cab Calloway and his orchestra and Minnie the Moocher as uh, yeah. he f- he featured in the uh, Blues Brothers movie Cab Calloway and yeah. doing doing the song Minnie the Moocher. Oh, yeah, right. he did. Yeah, and who was that blind? Guy? Oh, Ray Char- uh, Ray Charles. He right. was in. Memory was in the yeah. music shop. Oh, yeah, that's right. The guy put it. Oh. He was blind, but the guy put his hand up. Don't touch that guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love right. those movies, eh? When you've got just incredible musicians that are playing mm. themselves, or yeah. Well, the the Blues Brothers was um, those two comedy actors. So they, you know, they they must have actually gone to all those musicians. Going, We're making this movie. Do you want to? <laughs> yeah. It looked like so it's much about fun. blues music. And yeah. 
the penguin lady. Oh, yeah. The nun. The nun. <laughs> they called her the penguin lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, here's a really interesting fact you were just telling us. Elton John is doing oh, yeah. his last world tour. Yeah, he's reached that age. Yep, he's not going to do mm. it again. He's going to retire no. gracefully. Have you, have you seen, you must have seen Elton. Have you seen Elton John? Not live. I've seen him at the Old Athletic Park in Wellington a couple of times. Okay. 30 odd years, 40 years ago, probably. Yeah. When he was. In his heyday. Well, yeah, he was pretty, pretty good. <laughs> With Bernie Turpin. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Elton's currently doing a world tour, and cool. that's it. I imagine the outfits are going to be spectacular. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, yeah, style. no, you're right, because I expect he'll go to no, if it's his last one, he'll go to no. No no, no end of the limit. So here's a song of his called Jack Rabbit off the Don't Shoot Me, I'm Only the Piano Player album. And I didn't realise he was... It's a little bit country. Yeah, go. Secret Elton John song. It's a little bit country. So don't shoot Elton me. Jack. Only I'm piano John. player was the album with Daniel and Crocodile Rock on it. Ah, uh, okay, yep. And a weird song called Jack Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, well, so, so he he appealed to the country people by going, you know, get bank honky honky cat. Yeah, yeah. He had a few, so he did a few really, country things. A few cu- yeah, there's was, a song called Country Honk as well. It was really an EP, wasn't it? If it's just four songs. Was that on the album? No, it was, oh, whole, it was whole a whole album. album. Ah, but, yeah. It was just four of the songs. I just that were, wondered if he'd just dabbled. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. El- Elton dabbled for sure. <clears throat> now, Carl, <laughs> we, oh, yes. we, Jeff, Jeff Beck <clears throat> yes. passed away sadly this, this yep. yesterday, was it? The day, uh, before? day before, day I before think. yesterday, yep, Jeff yeah, Beck passed sad. away. Tell us about Jeff Beck. Who was he? Well, Jeff Beck was an English... Jeff Beck was an English musician. He was a great guitar player, um... The, uh, the uh, his first band was called the Yardbirds, who uh, people Grant and our age will remember and older, 
but he uh, Eric Clapton was the original guitar player for the Yardbirds and the Yardbirds at one point decided they were going to try and cash in on the British boom and a bit of commercial music and Eric Clapton said well that doesn't suit me because I want to play blues so I'm off but have no fear I know this guy Jeff Beck he's a very good guitar player equally as good as me and he's keen to join which turned out to be a bit of a white lie but anyway the Yardbirds approached Jeff Beck and he said look I'd be really keen um, but I'm tied up with another band at the moment but I've got a good mate who I know will be keen to join and his name is Jimmy Page who of course went on to become Led Zeppelin's guitarist so at one point for a few sessions they had Clapton, Beck and Page Wow! Clapton no. left. Is there any recordings of the <clears throat> three of them together? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah there are Yeah, mm. but, um, so, but Jeff Beck went out on his own and um, his first band as a solo artist, the lead guitar, uh, lead singer was an unknown Scotsman with a big mouth who oh. forced his way into society as Rod Stewart. <laughs> oh, really? Wonderful. Uh, yeah, and, and then Jeff Beck, there's some incredible YouTube players. His daughter, Jeff Beck's daughter, is an incredible bass player. There's some oh, yeah. amazing videos wow. of the two of them live, you know, in oh, the last decade or so. Cool. But yeah, um, it's, it's, it's hard, finally, finally, it's hard to underestimate Jeff Beck because, you know, he's regarded as one of the great guitarists of all time, but with, if you yeah. read all the outpourings in the last 48 hours from other musicians like Jimmy Page who inducted him into the um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, mm. it's like you're just reminded, and some of the video clips that have come out of him playing live, staggering and... Mm. Stuff. So yeah, it was a it was a bit sad loss for. Was he still working yeah. right up until? The yeah, end? I th I'm pretty sure he was because I saw video clips on YouTube from last year. Mm. But I think he got something like pancreatic cancer that yeah. was pretty mm. quick, and suddenly it was yep. all you know. Oh well, we honour him today and his incredible musical so contribution. Play a song? Yep. Yeah, we, we chose Bex Bolero because um, it's. It's an instrumental. It's had it was an instrumental with no title, but Jimmy Page said it, titled it as Beck Spillero because both of them, are, as you mentioned, both of them are on this track. So, in fact, yeah, I'll look it up while uh, this is playing. But Page and Beck did an instrumental version of this great classical peach piece, which name I can't remember, but I'll check it out because that's also pretty amazing as well. Carl will do a bit of research and up Yes. Then. But Bex Bolero, enjoy it folks. Lovely, great song.
That's the late, great Jeff Beck. Beck Spillero. White Summers is the name of that song. If, if folks want to check it out themselves, just White Summer, put White Summer page, uh, Beck page, and it'll come up. YouTube. Nice. Nice. Brilliant. Were you traumatised as a child by... Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Were you traumatised by, as a child by um, Watership Down? Did you watch that movie? No. The cartoon? I have Or read the book? Uh, I, I have watched the movie, yeah. but um, I Did, wasn't traumatised by it. No. You? I know a lot of people who were, a lot of children <laughs> oh, who were. Absolutely. It was meant to be a child's movie and it was a bit dark. I think we were a bit too old. We were 18. Yeah, yeah, we probably were. And probably had our licences and were running over uh, possums. So true. Like, <laughs> I was just thinking it's like, the, probably like... Oh. And wabbits. <laughs> and wabbits. Oh, oh. Yeah, you would have back in the day. We've got a song about that later. Hey, um, <laughs> yeah, I was thinking... My equivalent was the witches. You know, they kids were watching the witches oh, yeah. quite young, and that and that gave everyone nightmares. For right, a good like, few weeks. Like yeah. the Daleks. Oh, the Daleks! Actually, I saw this. Uh, exactly. It's also on YouTube. This is the, which I'd get anyone to check out. It's hilarious. Like during during uh, lockdown in Britain, there's a video clip on YouTube of this Dalek in the street <laughs> going isolation. <laughs> Isolation. <laughs> <laughs> They've a good sense of humour over there, don't they? There's no one on the street but a Dalek. Oh. Well, that is very cool. Anyway, back to. Um, <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. Yeah. No, 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 I can. I, that's good. Digression is fine. Yeah. Um, we need to um, process what you are asking us, Grant. I know. Well, anyway, <laughs> we'll watch the movie one day. You're probably adult enough not to be too traumatised by it. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, it is a good movie. <clears throat> it's sad, tragic. Um, and this is the theme song to it. Um, it's all about little rabbits mm. that um, yeah, that uh, um, have this incredible journey, which isn't always the most easy journey. So there you go. And this is called Bright Eyes. And um, it was a bit of a hit for Art Garth Uncle. For Art, Arthur mm. Garth Uncle. Yeah, and um, yeah. It's very Here's beautiful. Walk in the Past. Stream. 
Cry your um, dry your eyes. Dry <laughs> mm, eyes. Yeah, that's a pretty beautiful song, isn't it? Yeah, it is quite a sad movie, actually. Um, yeah, yep. But we'll just leave it at that because it's mm. snotty beans day. Oh, thank you for a reminder. So we're going to go to. <laughs> so for that for that reason, I'm going to go to Mad as Rabbits by Panic at the Disco because oh, this is a pretty old song, which <laughs> will kind of make you. It's a bit of a bit of a difference to the one we just played. So here is you this go. a snotty rag? <laughs> Panic at the disco. Mad rabbit. Come save me from walking off a windowsill or I'll sleep in the rain. Don't you remember when I was a bird and you were a
Mad as Rabbits, Panic at the Disco is the band. Speaking of discos, Carl. Yes, well, uh, speaking of Jeff Beck, um, and only being the 13th of January, or um, Snotty Beans Day, Jeff Beck unfortunately was not the first casualty of of, of 2023. The first one was on New Year's Day. The drummer from Earth, Wind & Fire, Fred White, one of the three White brothers. So um, Mm. New Year's Day was from a party. (laughs) Did you not recover from a party? Oh, Who knows? Yeah. But anyway, um, Fred White. Here's Fred White, Earth, Wind and Fire. And, and their monster hit, Boogie Wonderland.
Boogie Wonderland um, by uh, Earth, Wind and Fire, The Emotions. To be able to Earth, Wind and Fire at the AMP show, I'd imagine. <laughs> yep. And so, um, yeah, that's um, um, back to the rabbit theme. Because uh, at the moment uh, in the studio we have Noel and um, Noel has uh, Noel <coughs> Bajan. Welcome to the show, Noel. Good morning. Morning, Grant. Thank you for getting up cruelly early and coming in here. Um, we've got rabbits on the roof at the moment. Oh my God! They just—they've got their their steel cap boots on and thumping about on a roof, um, <coughs> which is a wee bit awkward. Hunter's just gone out to shoot them. Um, <coughs> so. Uh, <laughs> We um no you're you're the um chairman of the uh AMP show Vice President. Vice President yeah, Duncan McKenzie's Oh Duncan's yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah. And um you uh been putting the show together for how many years? A hundred and this will be uh one hundred and twenty fifth show this year. That's incredible. That's is that one of the oldest in New Zealand or continuing? I would suggest so, yeah. Yeah. It's it's um First show was in 1894. It was first talked about in 1893. And the actual first show was in 1894. There's only been four shows missed in this whole time. Three um, were to do with polio and the war. And then we had last year's was cancelled, of course, because of COVID. So, yep, this is our 125th. Wow, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, that's that's. there was also a flood, wasn't there? That was not a cancellation, it was a postponement. People literally couldn't get to the show. Ah. But that's, uh, you could not miss having the show if it could possibly make it. So yeah. the floods just delayed things, that's all. Hunter, I thought you'd killed the rabbits. They're still thumping around <laughs> up here. Oh, you got, oh, you've got the builders next door. Yeah, 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 the roofing. Oh, up here. Rabbits, okay. are, rabbits are woofing. We've got just woofing about everything rabbits. except rabbits, I think, at the show. Haven't you got rabbits? <laughs> yeah, well, we do have a little pet zone, Carla's pet zone, so I'm not sure if she's got rabbits, but there's certainly um, just about everything else. Oh, oh, right, she's got rabbits, yeah. Good. No. Um, but you don't have pe- uh, rabbits in cages to, um, um, you know, like you've got ducks and poultry yep. and chickens and stuff but you don't have rabbits for no. um, um judging no no not at all have no. you ever uh quite possibly <laughs> look yeah. there's been such a myriad of things happen over the years that uh who knows what i mean there's been huge developments over the years i mean i was looking at some old photographs just yesterday and um the amount of trade stands and things to see up there it used to be all just cars parked in the grass up there and it was just a little arena in the in the middle well it's huge <laughs> Wow! Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's that's. I can see photos here of some of the grand parades and um, old boys sitting around drinking. Um, <laughs> and in fact, um, your dad was um, a big part of it in the early days too, wasn't he? Well, yeah, well, the whole family really. Mum yeah. and dad have both been presidents. Because you, but the, the very first president of the Golden Bay AMP show was my great grandfather actually ah. yeah so there is a bit of a connection there and hence me putting my hand up to be on the committee I guess just to keep that uh, family connection yeah and was Bill your father or your, your grandfather my great grandfather oh, okay. yeah. yeah. it's a 1913 photo yeah great photo Bill yeah. Bagent yep it was Bill Beard Bill Bagent and Bill Benny Fred and great Favourite names theory. at the Bay Hodgkinson so yeah yeah, exactly. Are you looking at the Page. article from the Golden Bay Weekly? Because uh-huh. they've got a very, very good yes, yeah, they today's have. paper, which is really, you know, they've been tremendous in helping us out too. Yeah, absolutely. They they always do a good spread. And this, this year, I think, is exceptional, to be Indeed. honest, because it's 125th. Now, 
Um, before we get on to the show, I just wanted to say um, congratulations on the grandstand. Thank you, we finally, finally got a grandstand to sit in to watch the grand parade and keep out of the out of the intense bearing sun. And mm. you've played a pretty big part in that yourself, Noel, and so has so has the committee. And um, it's going to be opened the next weekend for the show. Yeah, there's quite a few things happening. Drum actually. Roll. The um, yeah, that's been a, a, it has been huge. I mean, we cannot forget that grandstand has been there for over 120 years. It's nearly as old as the show itself. And um, there's a few of us put our hands up and and um, it was a big struggle because we should never forget our heritage. And, and here we have 125th show. Part of that is having a grandstand. Yeah. And, um, you know, we should never forget that. So it's been a long, long struggle. And as uh, you will know, Grant, it included... Um, quite a number of protests one of them out at the Collingwood um, oh, fire station that was the a community best. board meeting and <laughs> I've never seen Golden Bay out with placards I mean I'd be the last person I think I was labelled a, um, a protester and all kinds of stuff but there was the community come together and said hey council this is our grandstand this is our heritage and let's save it. And boy, that wasn't the end of the struggle either. That was more mm. the beginning. Yeah, and nobody got arrested. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I just found I just found out actually to, um, a couple of days ago that a person living in our community was arrested ninety two times in America for protesting. Ninety two times peaceful protest. Yes, okay. isn't that amazing? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but so, um, no, long, long battle and. Um, you know, it's not the grandstand that it was because no. it's had to be rebuilt according to new building standards, which um, doesn't impress us a lot. But the key thing is the community wanted that grandstand, and mm. it's a beautiful job by Scott Construction. Does it look pretty much the same, though? Uh, not, well, it, it, it depends, really. I mean, if you look out from the front, it does, but then there's huge steps either end. We just used to have one set of steps, but to meet the new building sta standards, we have to have a two-way stair at either end, which is a little bit crazy and over the top. The same with the handrail at the front of the grandstand when you're sitting in the very bottom step. Um, it's kind of in your eye line, but that has to meet new building standards. It's crazy <laughs> stuff, but that's what we've had to do. We've had the hands-off yeah. approach once council got onto it, and they've had to meet the standards. Yep, I guess the I guess the idea with that is don't have the front seat. Correct. Yeah, and and why even bother having a front seat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like an oxymoron. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's there, and we're very proud that it is still there. Yeah. You guys have. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna move on because obviously there's <clears throat> quite a bit to get through. Um, but yeah, congratulations on that. So the program of events is absolutely so impressive, Noel. Um, who who puts it together? How many of us on the committee? Well, there's usually about nine at the meetings. Mm -hmm. We had our pre final pre-show meeting last Tuesday, and I think that we got a photograph. There's twelve of us. Right. So really, that's the core. But when we start getting into the working bees next week, there's people that. Um, not necessarily on the committee, but they know what mm. needs to be done, and uh, we've got a lot of extras come along to help. That's you know, right. put up the show jumps and set up all the tables in the booth and put out the poultry cages and set out all the, the mark all the trade sites. You know, there's about a hundred odd trade stands and food outlets, wow. goodness knows what, and we've got well, people yeah. to measure all that out. I mean, it's a pretty tight, um, tight ground up there. It's a big place, but you go up there on show day, and boy. Does, this, does the new um, hockey pit field or soccer field, does that get used now? Not really. We've got that there as a. 
Well, we were going to use it as a horse um, training area, you know, pre-coming mm-hmm. into the ring, but then that's the hockey field and we need to look after the, yeah. the grass there. So really that's uh, not used, but all the rest of the field is. Yeah, and the one pie. Yeah, look, <clears throat> I think it's brilliant. And um, what are some of the highlights? Okay, I guess the highlights we have. One of the things I think, for particularly for visitors, this whole show, if you're 15 years or, un- or younger, it's a free show. And, I mean, there's so much we don't charge for entertainment. There's bouncy castles, there's uh, there's, there's giant games, there's... Um, w- this year, we've struggled to get entertainment. It's been really, really difficult. Prices have increased. Um, we've actually got, all the way from Dunedin, the mechanical bull, uh, which some may be familiar with, and a slippery pig, you know, that's for the adults, so they want to climb on board and see if they can hang on. Um, <laughs> we also have a singing trio from Christchurch called the Starlets. They do a dance and sing routine, so we've brought them up, flown them up from Christchurch for entertainment. Those are the key things. Um, but, yeah, really. Oh, and one new thing, I spotted in the paper a week or so ago, there's a little train that's used in the uh, Santa Parade in Richmond that's called the Scott Construction Train, and there's a little, used to be a lawnmower towing little carriages behind us today we don't do anything with the two netball courts that are up there how about we bring that train over so i got hold of the bloke over there and we've got a little mini train wow. running around the uh, for the little kids you know mm, i'm going to talk to you later about that because yeah. i know somebody in the bay who inherited a um, a proper um steam train with red tracks and everything yeah yeah so also um on the program we have what's called a royal award now we're not letting on what that is but the royal agricultural show um which is obviously royal. It's a it's a Commonwealth thing. There's a special award that's granted every few years to an organisation that really really does a lot for the show, and we'll be presenting that award as well. Um, so this is the first. Day. This is the first. Uh, there has been a presentation here in Golden Bay before, but that'll be that'll be done on show day as well. Yeah. Well, so when do the presentations happen? Is that before the grand parade? Or Just after the grand Just parade. After. The grand parade's at one o'clock, and then at uh, be, around about forty-five minutes that takes, and then we'll have the official the official show opening, the ribbon cutting for the grandstand, and then the Royal Award presentation we done then too. I notice you've got a lot more classical cars in the bay these these days. I see them on the streets quite a bit, so <laughs> well, that's probably boosted. We had bit. about 75 of those due to come along, but I think we may have to restrict that a wee bit because there's simply yeah. there's so much going on. I mean, yeah. at one end of the uh, the show, for example, the Northwest uh, Vintage Machinery Club, they have steam engines and tractors and goodness knows what. Well, and and we're, look, we're so well supported by some of the organisations around here. Solis Transport have brought up a steam traction engine all the way from Rye Valley. Wow. And that's a massive, massive tractor. Yeah. It's 100 and, uh, it was built in 1902, so that traction cool. engine is going to be there at the show. Is, that, know, the one, is that the one that Howard, um, um, that... Guy by the name of Tim Harvey is a farmer in Rye Valley. Oh. It's his machine. It used it to be similar to the, very similar yeah. to... Uh, uh, homeward, homeward. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very similar to that. So we're okay. getting one of those come along as well. Yep, that's brilliant. I'm so happy to hear that. It's such a special all ages yeah. um, event, isn't it? Totally, yeah. totally. That's where we're aiming. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's com- that's coming up, and will that be actually running and chugging yep. away and yep. doing its thing? Yep. That's amazing. That's my understanding, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, and and do you have the Clyde Stales pulling the carts. Is no, that, that was a one-off. That was oh, no, way balls, back. I the, think the, the uh, bulls. The bulls. 
No. We've got to be a bit careful with those sort of things now. You might yeah. see a couple of photographs there, but we also have a timeline, a 125th timeline that we're setting up in the, ah. in the rec centre so people can go and have a look at the photographs going way back to 1894 Brilliant. through. There may even be a picture there of the of those um, the Clydesdale horses that were mm-hmm. here. I think that was for the 100th show, the centennial show. Yep, and there was some, also some um, bulls. Some yeah, we well, have to be careful with mm. uh, animals. You know, back then, basically bulls were on the end of a rope. And I mean, we just simply can't do that now. You could then, but you can't. Yeah. I mean, we'd be in huge trouble. We can't even have a horse in a little cart without a health and safety uh, issue about somebody getting their toe run over. So, we've, you know, it's yeah, pretty restrictive. Yeah, what about the zombie hunter, no? Can you divulge any information about the Grant zombie? Grant knows probably more about the zombie oh. hunter than me. But anyway, the Arts Council be have been really, uh, really helpful as well. And the Supreme Award winner this year of the, the Arts Council Award was, um, I forget the guy's Brian name. Brian Cooper from yeah. Wicker Arts. And he has a, uh, it's called the Zombie Hunter, and it's a vehicle that's put together with many different bits and pieces and oh, okay. that's going to be nice. on display and the kids are going to uh, he's going to bring along I think some um, make believe swords and stuff or whatever so there'll be photo opportunity for kids to right. have the zombie truck there and hey you know so yeah Oh, I've got a zombie arm in my freezer. I should um, donate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, I'm actually really excited about kind of the classic she- uh, sheep shearing and wood chopping. I know um, when I was a little girl, they were big entertainment things, yep. and you'd just be mesmerised. And there's a lot of talent um, in sheep shearing. There is. It's um, yeah. There's a, a real art to sheep shearing. So and you. Yeah, I think you're born with that skill sometimes, but that's yeah. basically an all-day event, sheep shearing, along with the wood chops. Yeah, now we're, we're very lucky to have the wood chops. Mm. Although this year we're a wee bit down on numbers because there's a there's a world competition in Tasmania, so yeah. some of the top axemen that we have had here have scarped across to Tasmania. But there is quite a, a influx of women choppers nowadays. Brilliant. So yeah. I think we'll have a few more wood choppers this awesome. year than we normally that's have. Good. So that's pretty cool. That that is cool. I I, I did hear a thing on um, radio, another radio station this morning while I was getting ready for this one at four o'clock, that um, New Zealand actually set the set a new standard in in, in um, sheep shearing because of who we are and what we do. We were yep. innovative enough to change the whole rules around yep. sheep shearing. So it was the name of uh, Godfrey Bowen was yeah. the man who first um, kicked off that new technique. Exactly, right. isn't that amazing? Ah, go New Zealand yeah. again <laughs> first in so many things yeah. especially agricultural <laughs> number eight wire you got any number eight wire kind of demonstrations this year uh, we don't but I'll tell you what if there, there's a possibility that might happen because there's not much that isn't there really there's well, every right. every part of the community is represented you know I mean we look at the the uh, anything from the quilters to the to horses, to whatever, you know, I mean, mm. there's sideshows and, and sturgeons, as we know, long-time supporters, they'll since be there if 19- people want to pay to have a go on the dodge. Since 1920 cool. they've been yeah, coming, and that's yeah. amazing. George Sturgeon's very supportive of our show too, so. And the old guy's still around, the old yeah. man? Uh, I'm not sure, no. but certainly George is a bit of a character, if anybody knows George Sturgeon from around the top of the south, he's a cool character. Yeah, yeah, they've been supportive so long. Um, look, Noel, brilliant. Um, what? What? <coughs> would there ever be a possibility of bringing back the ball? The ball. The ball. Look, <coughs> I don't know how those. I mean, I do know because my mum and dad are involved. But 
I don't know how much time we got here, but you can imagine a day yeah. starting with um, milking cows mm-hmm. and, and mum's got a hundred <laughs> flowers and vegetables and baking and dad's got sheep, he's got cows, he's whatever. So you've got to milk the cows, get that whole lot down there and get it all set up. The same guys have all done the working bee, put the pens together, done all that. Then they used to have a smoker's concert and the brownies in straight after the show and then that same crowd would have a ball. In the in the what was the odd fellows hall here in town, and they would be organising that as well. I mean, I, I just simply, you know, how how this it's just the way it was. Well, and well, and yeah. you know, a as part of, of the we we talk about the grandstand, and I, I think back to the, in the morning. You know, we get up, we turn on a switch, and we have a bit of heat, and we have the jug boiling, whatever. I mean, back then the day started before dawn because you had to have the fire cracking on to to warm the uh, to warm the, the copper. To get things going, you had to yeah. saddle up your horses and all that kind of stuff. So the days were really long. Yeah. And, and boy, they knew hard work. Oh, sure. So so we've become um, soft and we're not having a ball because of it? <laughs> <laughs> and one word. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's the subcommittee that does that part of it. <laughs> when we get a full show committee, then we'll have a subcommittee to run the ball. And I'll tell you who's going to be first on the committee. <laughs> he gets up before dawn. <laughs> <laughs> Every morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I don't milk cows. <laughs> I make pancakes. Anything else you want to add to this, uh, this conversation? Um, well, I think I should add that this year we've got some... We've, it's nice to have the cattle back because I mm. think it's about four ah. years now with uh, Maiko Bovis. Yeah, so yeah. No cattle. So cool. We've got, Brilliant. Um, we've got about 27 cows and calves coming along. We have 52 horses. You know, horses went right down, but it's nice to see we have 52 different uh, horses along. We've got goats. We've got 43 different breeds of poultry, from wow. roosters to whatever. 43 different uh, entries there. We've got 50 sheep. Um, and in the what we call the booth, some people don't kind of get what the booth is, but I guess that's our, our arts and crafts and photography and stuff like that in the, in the main stadium in the rec centre. There's over 2,000 entries this year, oh. which is, um, is probably up about... It's not a record, no. Uh, our centennial, centennial show had more, but this is a big increase than previous and put a lot of pressure on the likes of our um, secretary and treasurer or whatever who take care of all the entries. So, yeah, it's looking like a pretty good show, actually. And this is actually something that actually spills out into the community. It's not just up... At, how many how many people go through, this, through the, the gate... Probably about Average. four. Well, because under 15s are free, we can't yeah. sort of count those people. But no. we estimate it's probably in the region of four and a half thousand. Right, that's the biggest um, event in Golden Bay. Yeah, Bay's biggest calendar. one day event in the Bay. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah. that spills out into the community because people come over on the Friday and they stay in the motels and yep. hotels, and then totally. and they stay on Saturday night. They stay over as well, and they come and yep. they spend money, and they go to the show, and they're they are burnt out from the show at sort of midday, and then uh, or after the, and they come to the market. And buy stuff at the market or on the way to the show, so it spills out all over the place, doesn't it? It does, and it, it's talked about um, a lot right across the top of the south. But also, people there's a lot of people. Surprisingly, this is the event of the year for them, mm. and they might not see certain people from one year to the next. And and you know, come show day, they pick up where they left off last show. Wow, um, it's that kind of event, you know. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah, really good. And and I mean, this is pretty famous show for the top of the south. Our one, 
right? Yep. yep. And that is because of its age and its variety and it's well put together and... <laughs> well, put it this way. It's way bigger than the Nelson Lampy show. Way bigger. <laughs> what? And way bigger than... My, yeah, yeah. This is... Um, and all the trades people that come over from Nelson, you know, the car people and all that sort of stuff, they just want to be here. Yeah. It's got that, got that good feel about it. You know. See, Grant, all roads lead out of Golden Bay, <laughs> not that's into what, Golden Bay. That's what I've been saying all along. All roads lead out of Golden yeah. Bay. It's mm. not a destination that's a well, starting point. One thing that I should say is we have struggled to find ice cream vendors. You know, there's so many things uh, going on over the hill. The, uh, there's a there's a cricket thing on. There's lots happening, and Mr. Whippy, who's normally here, can't come. For example, Applebee <coughs> Farms. There's a lot of other things that we're competing with. So we actually, are, the show committee's taken on board selling ice creams from our our little secretary's office up there because the kids like to go to the show and have an ice cream. Yeah. They will provide ice cream. I saw that it was just opposite the kids zone too, where I'll be doing face painting. So Correct. send them over for an ice cream. There was a there was a guy outside the museum the other day with a cat doing slushy ice, ice cream. Yeah, the ice machine will be there, yeah. Yep, yep. she goes up, yep. 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 Brilliant, Noel. Hey, um, so, if you'd like me to finish up, yeah, yeah, I, please. I, my thanks to the Golden Bay Weekly. If anybody uh, wants to pick up a copy of today's um, Golden Bay Weekly, you'll see a full spread there. I think it's probably a four-pager with a, yeah, with a few photographs. Article, yeah. And also, don't forget to check our Facebook page, yep. Golden Bay AMP Show. Golden Bay AMP show Facebook and and I've usually time permitting throw a couple of photographs and a few things Mm. up on there each day yeah Yeah, we'll put a link to that on our Facebook page that's a good idea yep and 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 they're actually the GB Weekly sponsors this show Radio oh, yeah, of course. So, yeah, yeah. so we have a link here, you know. Yeah, great and, people. Um, yeah, absolutely, which is why I, partly why I've got you in here. But, yeah. Thank you. No, thank you. And um, good luck with everything. Don't stress out. Just keep keep it chilled and um, breathe. <laughs> it's <laughs> always time. fine. I just mm. noticed the long-term forecast is it might be a little bit overcast, but we <laughs> don't mind it being overcast. No. It's good. Yeah. But no, thanks for having us in. It's real cool, and we uh, look forward to a good day. Cool. And, look, if you go to the um, sideshows with the Sturgeons, um, and you you know you do your shooting thing or your throwing thing or whatever it is um it, it's it's the sort of thing you could actually win a rabbit <laughs> <laughs> it's a song called, here's a song called who could win a rabbit by animal collective You can win a diamond, you can win a diamond to the real wild bit or a habit.
That's why they were dead, dead bunnies in the snow. Um, by the uh, strange man who sings about dead animals. That's the <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's what it was. That's what it was by. Just so you know, well, um, that's, that's a first, isn't it? Unfortunately, that's probably quite a good segue. Yes, it is. Unfortunately, <laughs> well, fortunately, if you look at segues being good things. Yeah. Um, to our next guest um, in the studio this morning. Good morning. We have Cynthia McConnell, McConnell, McConville, McConville. Thank you. I knew it was some <laughs> McConville. And um, Cynthia, you're the um, acting chairperson of the um, Golden Bay Forest and Bird. That's right. And um, mm-hmm. you can, um, um, you've come in here to tell us about what's been happening on the beaches of Golden Bay um, over the summer. Well, I think more specifically Rotatai, um, I've been monitoring banded dotterel and variable oyster catches there since October. And, you know, looking at breeding success and also disturbance and whether that you know, disturbances, people or dogs. But I didn't expect it to be vehicle disturbance, you know, not with the signage that we have around the sand spit. Mm, yeah, so, so, look, can you tell me a little bit of why it's so important? Uh, Rotatai has international values because of the number of shorebirds and seabirds that use that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, next to Farewell Spit, It's the most important site in Golden Bay um, and it's open to people, to dogs and to vehicles. Right. And should it be? No. (laughs) Yeah. No, she says. Uh, (laughs) 
some areas of it can be. Right. But there are parts of that area that really need to be protected and well protected. So how do you fence it or how do you do that? Uh, you, yes. Next year for the nesting season, I'm hoping to purchase pigtails and tape and actually rope, you know, rope off the sand spit right around the area, the exterior of it. Mm-hmm. Um, because we still have people ignoring signage there, walkers, um, going through the nesting areas, disturbing the birds. After this vehicle incident uh, where we lost eight eggs that were due to hatch, I saw people, you know, coming through and walking through there and, again, ignoring signage which said, nesting birds, please stay off the sand spit. I guess the vehicle tracks led them on there too, you know. Oh, there's a vehicle been here, so it must be okay. Mm. I mean, you know, one leads the other or vice versa. People see footprints and and go, oh, we can ride our quad bikes there or whatever. Mm. Was it a quad bike Mm. that went on there, do you think? Uh, No, no, it was a four-wheel drive. Okay, and what would it have been doing? Well, I think it's like last year when we had exactly the same problem on the Onaho Sands bit. Uh People go there for fun. Um, and climbing up a sandbank in a four-wheel drive and, you know, negotiating all the driftwood, um, I think that's their way of having fun and uh. then, you know, returning. And, of course, variable oyster catcher use driftwood as a kind of protection around their nest. Mm. So they lay directly onto the sand, uh, usually behind a large log. And I think you know, a four-wheel drive, and again, a quad bike, which is what we had at Onaho, um, they were using the driftwood to kind of leap and jump over um, and, again, you know, destroyed four nests there. So it's kind of having fun on the beach or having fun on a sand spit. Right, so it's not going to do fishing or getting down to their their house or something like that. No, No. uh, we're not anti-vehicles on beaches at all. No. Um, It's really about how they're being driven and what they're there for. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you know, joyriding and scenic driving... I think it's time those things stopped in Golden Bay. Mm, but, but, you know, I, I guess there's also the culture of we've done it for generations. Well, there is. And, you know, we have an element, I think, in the Bay uh, that has a sense of entitlement, that they can do whatever they like, wherever they like. Mm. Do you think it's just in Golden Bay or do you think we can look at the whole top of the south or even perhaps the rest of New Zealand? I think you can look at the whole of New Zealand. I mean, I know... Um, there are some serious problems like ours down in Southland and I think up on Murawai Beach, you know, which has been open to vehicles and a lot of people go out there in four-wheel drives and drive on the sand dunes. Um, so it is really a, a national problem. Right. What do they do in Southland? Well, it's the same thing here. You know, quad bikes and four-wheel drives... Uh, joy riding and scenic driving. Sorry, just in terms of um, trying to prevent that from happening, do they use fences? And um, well, I mean, what's coming? I think uh, are vehicle bylaws. Yeah, um, that's what people who care about birds and you know nature and wildlife are looking for. 
and Forest and Bird is looking for a bylaw in Golden Bay, but we're not looking for a general beach bylaw, which is, you know, what a lot of other people have done in New Zealand. And that, to me, would be political suicide, I'll be very honest. (laughs) And, you know, we don't have a problem. We're not anti-vehicles. So what we're wanting to do is protect really important sites, like sites where birds rest, where they go to sleep after they're fed. I think there's, what, about seven of them? Uh, There are. And they're Mm. not huge. Some of them are only a few hundred metres long. That's right. I mean, Collingwood's a good example. I think everybody Mm -hmm. will know Collingwood. Sure. Um, And if you look at the motor camp, and you know the little walkway onto the beach from the end of the road there where the fire station is, we just want that area, um, vehicles prohibited. So um, maybe 500, 600 metres. Uh, it's not a big ask. No, I think it's a, uh, it's a really sensible thing. You know, it's about balance, isn't it? It's about everybody getting on and everybody doing their thing and, and, and you know, accepting differences. Absolutely. Um, Respect. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, so this, this this vehicle that has um, that's, that's um, um, smashed all these eggs and and destroyed the, the what was it the um, which one was it the oyster the catcher variable oyster catchers. Yeah. Um, you got footage. Yes, I have. Um, I put a trail camera on the rotator sands, but I think it was early November. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason that's when our variable oyster catchers start nesting Um, and the reason for that was to monitor monitor disturbance and and also predation uh, to see you know what's out there. I mean the sad thing about all of this is we had one egg and one chick left after the vehicle went through and then what appears on my trail camera? A cat and the cat had its head straight into the nest, ate the egg and when I went there you know to have a look the only chick that we had was gone as well. So we have cat predation there. Mm. Yeah, and do you have evidence of the actual, who, who it was? Did, did you get a number plate? That, oh, yes, oh, absolutely. Yeah. So that's been um, put to the police. And No, no, it goes to Tasman District Council, oh, yeah. uh, to the regulatory manager, Adrian, Adrian Humphreys. Humphreys, yeah. And they're looking at prosecution, of course, and it also went to the Department of Conservation, and I understand Greg Knapp is looking at prosecution, mm-hmm. and it's a decision as to who does it and what they do. Uh, but certainly the evidence is there, and you need evidence. You cannot <coughs> uh, prosecute without video or camera. It might be good to set a precedent in that regard, though, as well. Yeah. Well, the... Yeah. Um, Environmental Assurance Manager Kim Drummond yep. said he wanted to make an example oh, good, out yeah. of this. Yeah, so yeah. I'm fingers crossed, you know. Yep. Well, that's a that's a bit of a tragic start to the year, and um, not mm. a story I would like to have invited you in to tell, um, to be honest. But it's something mm. that needs needs to be told. Mm. And, it, and I, I mean, education you. grant. That's we need to educate people. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why if, if the prosecution goes ahead, it will set a clear precedent that mm. it's not yeah. acceptable. Look, I, I know at Rotatai there was uh, rocks put um, down there recently um, to stop vehicles going onto the beach. Is that right? Uh, yes, I went down there one day and found them there, and I presume council did that, although we've had no notification no. from them. 
No, I was surprised too, and I, I, I got somebody quite angry about it, and quite angry towards council with it, and I says, no, it's not council's problem. It's actually, you talk to the people who actually, you know, destroy the beaches. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so don't get angry with council, you know. Um, but, We've yeah. been asking council to, um, you know, block that area off to mm. vehicles at the bottom of Knees Road for some time. And there's been a lot of um, there's been a lot of people go down there to um, drum in the full moon. Is that is that a problem too? I don't think so no. because it's not something that's regular and daily. Mm. Um, yeah. Although the Motapipi River area and Motapipi Estuary is really important. And if you were to go down there probably in about four weeks' time, you'll see that all of the South Island Pied Oyster Catchers who give that area its international values will have arrived from further down south. They've been nesting there. They're what we call national migrants, and they come here after they've their breeding is finished, and they use that area to forage and build their strength up again. So, oh, is that sort of a winter off and then off down south yes. to breed again? Yeah. Now there is some. There is you now you, you brought up an interesting one. We've got one of the highest numbers of pied world. Well, variable oyster catchers. And look, I should just say what they look like in case people don't know the bird I'm talking about. But all black with the large red-orange beak and red eyes and red-orange legs. That's not particularly variable. That should be black oyster catcher, shouldn't it? It's interesting, isn't it? um, (laughs) And the, uh, yeah, I I think they're called variable because in the North Island they have a pied what they call a pied morph. They sometimes come with a bit of white on them. Ah. Um, so and they, the Maori name is Toroa, is that right? Toria. Toria. Yeah, yeah. Toria Pango. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we should be really grateful that we're privileged to have them here on our beaches. Yeah, definitely. And we've got the highest numbers in the world. And global population, we hold one third of it. That's wow. incredible. It's really significant. And the only place they have to nest is, you know, up above the high tide line. They don't like nesting in bushes or vegetation. They like open space where they can see everything around them. Yep, it sounds like the rabbits have got um, power tools going now. (laughs) I can't imagine why a rabbit would want a power tool, but there you go. Um, I'd have to go and shoot them myself. Um, So, look, I've got... um, that's probably a pretty good idea, and, and we're, we're, we're talking to everybody from um, on this radio station right across the top of the south all the way to Blenheim, and probably other parts of the country um, on our, uh, our um, network. Uh, and so, you know, it's important for everybody to hear this and, and to start, you know, looking at the at the importance of our shorebirds, um, all birds really, but shorebirds specifically because they're the ones who are uh, obviously um, facing the dangers. I think avi-tourism is really undervalued mm. in New Zealand and undervalued in Golden Bay. Yep. I mean, I have a woman coming in March that I want um, the Golden Bay Weekly to interview. She's coming here to photograph birds. She's one of many people who come. They're high-end tourists. Mm. You know, they have low impact as well, low environmental impact. Um, I think if you looked at the most successful tourism business in Golden Bay, it's probably Farewell Spit Ecotours. Yeah, sure. You know, based yeah. on shorebirds and nature. Am I correct? There's about 160 species of shorebird of birds out on Farewell Spit. 
I that think that's probably a few too many. I know that on our education panels that we've installed around the bay, we've got coastal birds. We've got 40 of them, around 40, I think. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that is impressive, uh, though. And I have to say, at Rotatai, we hold the most significant breeding colony of Caspian terns in the top of the south. Um, and there are only six sites in the whole of the South Island, and three of them are Farewell Spit, Rotatai, and Waimea Inlet. Wow. Um, wow. I mean, I've got a trail camera out there at the moment as well, monitoring uh, predation yep. on Caspian terns by blackback gulls. So, so who, pays well. for the, who pays for the cameras? Forest and bird. Yep, mm. good. Mm. So, you know, they're quite active. You're quite active in the bay, Forest Very and active, yeah. yes. And how, how many members have you got? Um, we've got 80 members, but Forest and Bird is the largest conservation organisation in New Zealand. We have over 100,000 members, and this year we'll be celebrating our centenary, 100 years of conservation in New Zealand. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. It is. It's, it's very a, impressive. I had a, no idea. No, it's a very impressive organisation. If yeah. you look at their magazine and you see the work that's going on around the country, um, we have a Facebook page if people want to have a look on Facebook and like uh, Golden Bay, Forest and Bird. Yep. Uh, you know, they can find out what we're doing, what we're seeing. And they can join. They can come along. They'd be part of the committee or part of the, um, part of the volunteers if you yeah, want to volunteer. We, we welcome people to come, um, even if they're not members, if they mm -hmm. want to come and help with yep. shorebird and seabird protection. We need trappers. Yep. You know, we need people to help with monitoring. Yep. So it's and quite it's, interesting work. It's fascinating. It's, yeah, of course it is, and and it's also it's not just about the um, birds and skinks and and other um, animals. It's also about the plants and the trees, isn't it? If it I, is. We forget that part of it a little bit because we're focused on the birds, but it's mm. about forest as well, and that's something to remind people. Yeah, it's interesting you raise that because sand spits yep. are really important in Golden Bay, and we've got three. Um, one at Rotatai, one at Rangihayata, Charlotte Point and one at Onahau and they have a lot of invasive weeds um, they're not looked after and that's something we're going to be looking to do to actually clear vegetation and weeds off them so the birds have got this wonderful open space that they mm. like. I, look, I know this is a little bit of a political question and, and, and forgive me for answering this but I sometimes wonder whether Doc isn't able to, with the restrictions of um, the budgets and the fact that they're actually managing tourists rather than managing our environment, our conservation. Is that is that a fair comment that we, we should be kind of looking to Doc to be um, sort of more proactive with this stuff because that's what it says, Department of Conservation. Um, how do we change that? Well, they're very supportive of the work we do. Sure. I have to say that they give permissions to us um, that we require. But DOC nationally is underfunded mm. um, and it simply doesn't have the resources. And so it relies on conservation organisations and, you know, local groups to actually help 
uh, with their work. It is their work. Yeah, exactly. It's and clear. that's why I wonder whether whether they should sort of um, stop looking after tourists and, and changing toilets mm. and, I mean, um, cleaning toilets and changing toilet paper and actually do the conservation work. It should be another organisation that comes in and does all that stuff, perhaps. Mm. A ministry mm. of, um, you know, um, conservative... Um, um, hey? The Ministry of Cleanliness. <laughs> Sounds Monty Python. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's that's another discussion, and I know mm. I just well, I opened it up, and I, I, maybe it's a can of worms, but look. oh, Doc Takaka are really, um, like I say, very supportive mm. of us. And yeah. and you know, there's all sorts of pests and, and predators in Golden Bay, like stoats and weasels and ferrets and um, cats and um, and 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 yet, even though we're doing the show today all about rabbits. We don't have rabbits in Golden Bay, and I, I forgot to point that out to people. We, we, they, they get drowned very easily in the holes. It's the wrong sort of environment, which is um, probably quite good not having rabbits. But we've got hares instead. That's probably why they got their tools out today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rabbits' revenge. Um, so I'm going to play a song now. Thank you very much for coming in this morning um, so cruelly early and um, talking to us about this important issue, um, Cynthia. I really appreciate it, yeah, and I really appreciate the opportunity to come and do that grant thank you and thank you on behalf of the forest and bird membership oh thank you um here's a song called bonnie black hair just for the hairs in golden bay And trees, and the song that they sang was, She's easy to please. 
answer was nay. It's not often young sportsmen like you come this way. But if your powder is good and your bullets are fair, why don't you keep firing at the bonnet?
T-Rex. Mark Bolden. The late Mark Bolden. <laughs> that great. Again, another, yeah, yeah. anyway, tribute to. Um, but that was, um, that was called Rabbit Fighter. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's the year of the rabbit. Yeah, it is the year of the rabbit. So um, for, for anyone out there born in these years, post-January the 22nd, you're a rabbit. 1951, 1963, 75, 87, 99, 2011, or 2023. Wow, every 12 years. Yeah. Um, just to remind everybody. And uh, yeah, what, what are you, uh, Carl? Well, the, the, born pre January the 22nd, I'm a tiger. Ah. In the year of the rabbit. <laughs> yes, right. You've got to be a real like go-getter. conscious rat. Like, mm. No, I, I'm Hana. year of the rat, and I would like to know that well, I'm a conscious rat. 61. Because I like birds a lot, and I don't want to eat them. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an ox. <laughs> I'm an ox, and uh, I think, uh, yeah. That, yeah, I think. Um, what are you, Cynthia? I'm a dog. You're a dog. Cynthia's a dog. And okay. I'm a dog lover and a dog owner. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you know, we've we've got our um, we've got our. Uh, 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 Chinese signs all sorted out. Um, what's your what's your what's your other horoscopy thingy? What's it? Um, <laughs> um, Capricorn. Capricorn. Sometimes so you're Aquarius. Capri- okay. Usually it's not the cusp, but usually you double cusp. That's interesting. I yeah. always feel like the elements are the most interesting. So you're a tiger. Oh, that's plus right. Yes. Um, Capricorn. What what's element? What, what element? Oh, um, is that water? Yeah. 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 Oh, me too, Carl. Eerie, fury. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm a Gemini dog, but I think we're an air sign, aren't we? We are. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Both of, we're both Geminis over here. Ah, Gemini dog, do you know? I'm, I'm a Taurus ox. <laughs> I'm a metal ox. I'm a double. Uh, yeah, well, that's why I, you know. I'm a prof- that's why I'm a professional liar. <laughs> yeah, go figure that one. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, here's a really quick track by Captain Beefheart and his Magic Band. This is a song called um, uh, "A Carrot Is As Close as a Rabbit Gets to a Diamond."
you go, and that was a carrot as close as uh, a rabbit gets to a diamond. Is <laughs> that true? Well, they don't have carrot mines, do they? No, no, no. But Bugs Bunny does. Yeah. <laughs> Back to you, Carl. <laughs> what are you doing, rabbit? Yeah. Oh, that's on oh, fud, isn't it? Yeah, rabbit. Yes, we're well, rabbit. Yeah. What's up, dark? Hunting rabbits. Hey, uh, listen. Thank you for your company today. It's been great, and we've had a very interesting, uh, some interesting conversations and some interesting songs about rabbits. And um, you know, I uh, I want to thank um, our, both our guests, both Cynthia and um, um, Noel, to coming in today and um, talking to us about about some really great subjects. It's been it's been great uh, to to have a bit more uh, depth. Lovely to hear what's happening locally. Yeah, and we're going to get Cynthia back in at some point to talk about cats. Cynthia's still here for the post-gig party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we love having her. And then um, then we, we um, and, and thanks again to the GB Weekly for sponsoring the show. They've been very supportive and, um, you know, appreciate it. We can't do it without you and your the team, The web-free Golden Bay yeah. Weekly. <laughs> 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 I was going to say, I'll yeah. thank Joe at the Golden Bay Weekly as well for the wonderful article and the great position which is, um, yep. in today's paper. Mm, which is why I got you in here today, because I get a, an embargo copy to be able to do that. <laughs> and um, the other um, thank you is to you for listening, for being there, for your company today. Thank you. Indeed. We uh, couldn't do the show without you. We wouldn't do the show without you. Getting up so. with the rooster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, look, it's it's going to be fine weather tomorrow and uh, the, for the weekend. So, you know, opportunities to get out and support your local community, go and volunteer for Forest and Bird, go and um, s- um, support local um, produce and um, uh, markets. and Enjoy the nature and just peacefully um, observing. And, and I think I'll definitely be having gratitude for all those beautiful shorebirds. <laughs> and mow your lawns on number one, so hopefully the sun will do the rest. <laughs> Very good, good advice there, Carl. I think that's sick of mowing the bloody lawn. <laughs> yeah, well, mow's broken. Try it's number kind of three a... with no catcher. How's <laughs> <laughs> is that the fix-it shop? <laughs> Until next week, same time, same channel, same same uh, 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 group of idiots. <laughs> yeah, I'm an idiot. Well, definitely. Yeah, I'm definitely an idiot. Yeah, um, <laughs> thank you for thank you for your company today, and um, just remember this: the podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM, the Top of the South's community access media station, with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to Access Media. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details.